Hallelujah. In the name of Lord Jesus Christ, this session we have combined activity, discussion, and everything together. I know sometimes you look at the schedule, why, why there's no activity, right? My activity actually right now is in this session that we have interaction and discussion about one of the topics that concern you the most, right? Most of you are single youth, and uh, in your age, you're in college, or you're working, or you're thinking one important question is, mm, what is my future? What God has prepared for me right. about dating and courtship and, of course, marriage in Christ. Uh, so I'd like to talk a little bit about this, and then we'll spend the group and discuss uh, interaction more about what we are uh, important to us. Now, since we've been talking about fellowship a lot, right, the right fellowship, the Word of God, but, of course, another major aspect of fellowship it's human interaction that we share life together. It's not just one way you receive it. But fellowship is providing a perfect background, perfect interaction opportunity for brother and sister to get to know each other. Because our church teaching is according to the Bible that we should not right, marry unbelievers. And we all know this teaching from young. Even until now, we are still upholding it. We are still thinking this is important. That is in the book of Second Corinthians. Let's turn to Second Corinthians, chapter six, verse fourteen. Second Corinthians, chapter six, verse fourteen. Second Corinthians six fourteen. Fourteen to sixteen. Can Sister Megan help us to read loud? Fifteen. Sixteen. So in this verse, it gives us the highest principle about our servitude to God, how we can serve God. How we can serve God is not about what the work you do, but actually about how to keep yourself holy. Let me repeat again. Serving God is not about what, God, what work you do for God only, but the most important is keeping yourself holiness. And what is the easiest way to break your holiness? Paul mentioned it here. What is the easiest way to break your holiness? Is when you yoke with unbelievers. Right? When you yoke yourself in a bond of marriage, when you yoke together, of course, because of love, because of dreams, because of romance, you decided to get married. But the other side is not a believer. You yoke with the person and it will be a constant struggle. And it also affects holiness. Because you yourself, you are the temple of God. But the other side is not the temple of God. But you have to share everything. Physically, mentally. But you cannot share spiritually. Right? So that is having a very negative impact on your own faith. Right? So Paul put it very straight. 
and that's as a TJC youth, right? Yeah, marriage is very important, but if you choose to marry unbeliever in the future, that will put you in a very difficult position walking this heavenly journey. This is the fact. It's not right or wrong yet, right? We don't even talk about this according to the Bible or not. But by yoking with the unbeliever, you make your heavenly journey 100% or 200% more difficult. Because you are trying to walk this journey, but your other half of the body is not listening, is not supporting, or could even drag you. Can you imagine your body, half of your body is not functioning? Can you imagine? If half of your body is not moving, the other half of the body can move, but usually if you see this kind of person, they are, they are after a stroke, right? Right side can move, left side cannot move because their right brain is damaged. So mostly they can lie on the bed most of the time, but cannot move much, cannot move much. So same, if you yoke with an unbelievers in a marriage, first you make your, you make your heavenly journey like 100%, 200%, even more difficult than you are single, than you are single. If you're single, you're walking this journey, is not easy. Remember, we are here, it's not just for fun or, or fellowship or, or this. We are here, is to go to heaven. Right? It's not for any other things. Let nothing stop us from achieving this final purpose. Right? Any moment, anything can happen to us. Last night I received a call. A member told me her husband passed away. No, we have a, hus- we have a brother passed away, 63 years old. Very strong, very healthy. But suddenly passed away suddenly passed away in Burnaby Church. We belong to Burnaby, but they always come here. So I'm always thinking, life, you know, sometimes we think about we live up to 80, 90 years old. But any moment you can see God. Whether you're married or single, you have to see God. Right? Whether your marriage is happy or not happy, you have to see God. We want to make sure nothing stops us from seeing God. Nothing stops us from seeing God. So if you choose to marry an outsider, unbeliever, so first of all, you make your heavenly journey super, super, super hard. Right? That is the thing you have to recognize. Super, super hard. And secondly, if you choose to date or, or marry unbelievers, it is, to, it is also easy to get your, your temple inside defiled. This is what the Bible says, right? If you yoke with unbelievers, what have you in common, right? You're not, you are the temple of God, but if the unbeliever is not the temple of God and you have to blend in together, it's also affect the holiness, right? Especially nowadays, if you're dating outsider, if you're dating an outsider unbeliever, the outsider, think about this, before he or she dates you, how many times has he or she been fornicated you, didn't, you don't even know. Of course, outside boys, they, they have sweet talks. Outside girls, they have very appearance and much better, you think, right? You know, in TJC, sometimes our sister think our TJC brother is too boring. They don't know how to talk. Oh, outside girls talk so nice. And then the brother complained, TJC sister, they don't know how to decorate themselves. They're not pretty. Look at the outside girl. They know how to make up and clothing and hairstyle. And they're very aggressive. You don't have to chase them. They chase you. Right? Of course. 
Sometimes we complain. Both sides have some complaint. But don't forget, outside boys, outside girls, before they date you, how many times they have fornicated? Sometimes you don't know. You're born with them, you work with them, you don't know what you are yoking yourself into. Right? At the end, if you end up in a marriage, we don't know how God sees it, and hopefully, if the person is stay faithful to you, we thank God for that. But sometimes you don't know what is the background. Right? You don't know. So that's why it's about the issues of holiness. Do you want to keep yourself holy? So that is the, the main question. So if you make the determination, no matter what, I want to marry in the Lord. And that is the fellowship. You know, fellowship is not only about you are with God and brother and sister. The most precious fellowship on earth is between you and your spouse. Write it down. Very important. The most important fellowship, of course, is with God. But in terms of human relationship, it's not even your other relatives or your parents or your friends in church. In the future, your most important fellowship is you and your spouse. You only share, not only share a bank account, you not only share an, a house, you only share, not only share a bed, but you share faith. And because of this faith, this heavenly journey, that can make you running this journey more powerful. So, if you have this mindset already, yet no matter what, at all costs, I have to marry in the law, then you have to make compromise. Write it down. Then you have to make compromise. You if you want to marry in the Lord, you have to have compromise. Let me explain. Yeah, if you already have some very high standard, I want this kind of height, I want this look, I want this education, I want that person is Korean, plus you want it in the Lord. Then you suddenly find out that in church there's nothing fitting your requirement. <laughs> there's a bunch of brothers and sisters in the law, but they don't have this kind of standard that you like. Height, education, humorous, outlook, right? Because you cannot have, sometimes you can have both, but sometimes you have to compromise. Especially when you pass certain age, you look around, you see that actually people are getting married, already they, are, they, they form their family, and not many not many available options, that many, right? But sometimes if you still want to maintain that, if you, if you maintain that, okay, I want to marry the Lord. Or unless you say that, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with being single too. Some people are fine with being single, right? I'm fine to be with myself. I don't want to take care of other people. I don't need other people to take care about me. That's fine. Some people have this gift. I don't feel lonely. I'm good by myself. That's perfectly fine. Not everybody has to get married. But if you need to get married, and then you want to somebody to share your faith and walk this journey of heaven and make it easier, then you need to compromise the other criteria. Otherwise, at the end, you'll find yourself stuck in the middle, nowhere. Or you are being tempted 
to say that hey you know outsider they also have very good requirement even though they are not a believer but they have good education they earn good income they are beautiful or tall good family background they just don't in the church maybe it's okay in the future I'll bring them to the church right but if you compromise like this you may end up losing your own faith yeah sometimes you look around and say hey some people they are successful bringing their spouse to come to church after they get married but those are minority those are not majority majority of the cases fail majority of the cases fail fail to bring their spouse in and even some cases they force their spouse or you know right actually they are not truly believed after a few years they backslided and they don't really truly believe they just baptize for your sake you say that oh you want to be the same faith and then you get married okay I'll baptize no problem but after after one or two years they don't even come they say you go you know don't force me so before marriage and everything people promise is one thing but after how they how they go forward is another thing so now what I'm saying we're just repeating is right yeah you have some requirement but always remember the faith and the character the most important thing other things can you compromise other things if you can compromise then you'll find that oh God opened certain ways for you Right, even though it's not originally what you think. But actually it can match. Even though age or appearances or background it's not what you what your criteria is, but if you open your heart, let God guide, you'll find now yeah, after a while, you know, God really send that person to to match me. Now I wanna I wanna share another concept. 跟你配得很好的, the person will match me usually what do we think 我们求神安排一个跟我很配的 usually what do we think usually when we say the person match me a lot what does it mean oh harmonious right make you very happy if your sister or the brother is harmonious kind and gentle listen to you everything wow, it's good right now they woman like the brother to listen everything and the brother is oh, beautiful, you know, good temper, gentle, listen to me everything. Now both sides want the other side listen to me everything. I don't know how God will work it out. I think God is very have a very difficult job. But think about this, when we think about matching is according to you are very comfortable. Well, that is one kind of match. But I tell you, sometimes God matches you the other way. God match you the other way. Sometimes God put a match is not to make you comfortable. <laughs> Why? If make you very comfortable, do you think you will change? Marriage is to change our character. Write this down. Marriage actually is the tool God used to change our character. Some people may be less tough because they got a very gentle husband or a very gentle wife, but still, in other way, 
the polishing is there. But someone, some other family, some other marriage, it's just like a, the, the, the process is even more, more more you know, 刀子, huh? 刀子配什么? If a knife is already not sharp, what is it matching? You match a, what, what stone is called? Grinding stone? Knife sharpener, right? There's a way in the Bible, there's a saying in the Bible that two knives sharpen each other uh, in the book of Proverbs, right? Uh, two knives sharpened together. It's not only talking about friends, but actually husband and wife. Right, husband and wife. Let's turn to uh, Pop verse chapter 27. 27, 17. Pop verse chapter 27, verse 17. Very wonderful verse. 27, verse 17. 1, 2, 3. Let's read together. Oh, underline this verse. Knife sharpen knife. 铁和铁磨出任奶, Sometimes marriage, God matches not to make you comfortable, but God wants to make you better, more humble, more gentle, more kind, more patient. 磨出来的，婚姻是来磨人的。所以如果你决定不结婚，也感谢主啊。I'm not encouraging you to be single. Not everyone have this gift. But you think that oh,我不要结婚，fine，那就不用婚姻磨。But God will prepare another things to sharpen you. You still cannot avoid. You still cannot avoid, right? Maybe some other environment will sharpen you. But if you're in the marriage, be ready to be sharpened. And that is the concept I want to give you. Do not think that, oh, marriage is just like a happy, you know, princess and prince, so happy dating and then love each other and live a happy life, and then forever, right? The moment you enter marriage, run this heavenly journey together, how can we run this journey together? 互相磨。磨到你受苦,磨到你,no, sharpen you, you cry. Oh, you're lacking patience, then God will let you, if you're lacking patience, Usually, God will send a, send a spouse who to, to test your patience. Right? If you, are, if you are selfish, then God will let your, your spouse to train you. Right? So this is, this is marriage. So that's why coming back to the big question, right? Why do we have to be in the same faith? Because in the same faith, if you have Jesus at the foundation, you have the truth, then you are more... When you are in conflict, when you have problems, when you have suffering, when you have issues, okay, come back to God, come back to the Bible, come back to the Spirit. Then you will, oh, the conflict actually will promote you to get closer to God because you have no other option. You cannot divorce. Right? In church, the good thing is you cannot divorce. Not allowed according to the Bible. So, if you don't change yourself, you get stuck and you suffer until you die. 
Some people pray, God, I cannot divorce. Make him die first. If he dies, I, I, can, I can marry another person. <laughs> Some people pray like this. But if you pray like this, I'm not sure if God will listen to your prayer. Maybe God make you die first. Right? God make you die first. You pray that the other side, oh, cannot divorce God. But I call, call back. Because you, you, you don't want to change. And then you cannot divorce to be remarry another person and you pray that you die first. But God said, maybe I, I want you to die first. Right? Okay, if you don't want to change, you suffer more until you die. You cannot marry another person. Otherwise, you commit adultery. So the only way out is to change yourself. To, to change yourself. To, to, to polish yourself and then you become better. So both have to come back to God. Come back to the Bible. Come back to the prayer. And then you, you find a way to, oh, more, 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 right? Until, oh, okay. I accept, you know. Actually, I cannot change my husband. I cannot change my wife. But what happened? I will change myself. Because I want to be saved. I, I don't want to lose salvation. I don't want to sin against God. And I don't want to break this marriage. Then I change myself. Whether he will change or she will change, I will let God to take over it. But I, will not, I cannot pray that he dies soon. <laughs> right? Never pray that. Unhappy marriage, your, the other side will, will, will die. So this is very important concept. But if you don't have the same faith, don't have the same truth, don't have the same spirit, then conflict will only end to whether it's a marital affair, extramarital affair, or, or a divorce, right? Or separation. So this is about some concept you already know, but I want to put it another way. Just recap. Marriage in Christ is super, super important. Second point we just share is in order to marry in Christ, sometimes you have to lower your standard, lower your perfect criteria. Right? You cannot say, oh, I got everything. Outside, yeah, people have good background, good income, good outcome, good appearance, good education, but don't have the faith. But in the church, if you want to marry in the same faith, the criteria is not as what I wanted. But because of Christ, because of faith, because I want to go to heaven, I want to submit to God and choose from within the church and ask God to prepare for me. So that is the concept. That is the concept that we have, have to have. Now thirdly, I want to share about dating and courtship or matchmaking. In church, in order to, get, in order to marry in Christ, you basically you have two, two ways two ways. The first way is you do it yourself. That means you don't need matchmaking. You, in the local church, you, you see someone, you talk to them, and then you ask them out. You try to do it yourself. Take the initiative. Try to dating. And then if successful, you two already develop a relationship, and then you try to ask for the parent to permission to get married. This is called a DIY, right? DIY. <laughs> a lot of the people like DIY. The, and then the other way people think is what? Oh, through a matchmaker. Through somebody who set you up. Both ways can find the Bible. But let me emphasize, even though you say the DIY, it's not actually DIY, <laughs> right? If you look at the Bible, the way of Jacob, how he get a wife, he didn't just do it himself. He involved the parents at the very beginning, right? 
involve the parent at the very beginning and then ask for a deal. Sometimes you DIY, actually you go through way more trouble, way more trouble. You have to deal with the parent yourself directly. You have to deal with each other with no supervision. But even though you try to do it DIY, right? You don't want to go through matchmaker. But I strongly suggest you that you still talk to someone that you trust, somebody more spiritual. Be in between you two. Be in between you two and to become a mentor or a supervisor. And you, in both sides, you're telling the person that you trust what is going on and what is the progress right now. You don't do it secret. Write down. Let me write. Please listen and carefully write down. Even though you don't want to go through a matchmaker to find you a match in church, but you still try to find someone to help you during the process. Let me explain to you why. First, if you do it yourself secretly without anyone involved, nobody you trust you, you, you try to develop relationship first. Now, if it works, it's okay. But if the other person turns you down, sometimes continue to be in the church is very embarrassed. Right? Embarrassed. What if you are just your friend, you're good buddies, right? You are good brother and sister. You go and initiate yourself and they turn it down. Oh, very embarrassed. Usually, because people do not like to be turned down. People do not like to be saying, no, we are just friends. We, we cannot go on. Right? It, it is very embarrassed. So if you go through someone who can kind of be the middle and try to ask your intention, it may save a lot of trouble. Secondly, if nobody supervised, nobody meant no mentor to be helping you, if there's a breakup, what we don't want to see is the breakup within brother and sister, nobody supervised, it can turn ugly. Sometimes once I will lose faith in church or lose faith in the meriting, Mary in Christ system. If you don't have anyone to handle the situation, if it doesn't work, if nobody to help you to close it down or minimize the situation, it can be, can be ugly. Things could turn unfavorable. Thirdly, if nobody in between and try to settle and help, if your relationship grow too fast, it also have another danger. What is it? Nobody knows you're dating, you're always speaking in secret because you don't want people to see. You can always end up doing things in private and intimacy can grow very fast. Right? You can grow intimate physically because you have the need to be intimate. You, don't, you have the need to be in private eyes. Right? You don't want other people to see. You, you have to do things in secret. Then, very easily, you can cross the boundary and commit sin against God. Right? But if you have someone, even though you're not matched by the person, but someone, okay, tell them you are, you are dating, okay, you are, you are talking to each other, but, he or, but that somebody you trust can keep asking you, okay, how are things going? Take it slowly. Don't, don't go too fast. Don't, don't spend too much time alone together in a secluded place. They'll remind you, remind you, even though you are talking by yourself, but somebody still try to guide you. Right? Give you advice when you are fighting. Give you advice. When you are stuck somewhere, give you advice. Or when they observe you, hey, you, get, you two are getting too close. Always you go to his room for what? No, 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 we cannot go to his house. 
when there's nobody around. So this is very important. Whether it's going good or going slow or not working, when you have someone you trust spiritually, then a devil cannot work. The devil, can, the devil always can use relationship to harm the faith of the youth, whether it's working or not working. Right? This is very important. I see a lot of cases. If it's working too well, getting too close, commit sin. It's not working, fighting for nothing. They can resolve. Or they just involve the two family and then blaming each other. And then one side stop going to church. Devil can use relationship to harm the youth of the, the faith of the youth. So that's why it is a spiritual battle. Write down, brother and sister. Relationship actually is your spiritual battle. It is a spiritual battlefield. If you win this spiritual battle, you get closer to God. You marry in church, you build faith together. If you lose this spiritual battle, you get discouraged, you lose faith in the system, on the Bible, or you commit sin, or this family fighting with this family. I see sometimes in church, the young people got break up or those family involved break them up and they lose faith. This, or they break up from now on, the brother say, I'm not dating church sister anymore because church sister is no good and then go to outsider. Or sister the same, if break up, not handled properly, oh, church brother, all bad. And then I want to prove myself. You know, some people do like this. If they are rejected or, or, the, or, the, or the relationship doesn't work in church, they are very hurt. They think that I'm not loved here, but I have so many people love me from outside. Oh, then we immediately go for outside. So that could be very dangerous. So, And after you get married, there's another spiritual battle. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not scaring you, right? But whole life is spiritual battle. <laughs> Everything. Even after you get married, is another spiritual battle. But the way to win the battle is always here. If you do it following, you 100% win it. It's not like, oh, you don't know whether you win or not. If you do everything according to the Bible, you win. But after you get married, it's another story, right? The devil is still trying to pull you away, but you have to rely on God. So this is another main point. Now, fellowship. We've been talking about fellowship. And you are, some of you are youth leaders, some of you are coordinators. If you are youth leaders, make sure you promote fellowship and promote more fellowship for local youth to mingle. This is your job. Some of you, I know some of you are youth leaders, you are married. Our church youth are very shy. Usually this kind of setting, right? Brother sit one side, sister sit one side. Sometimes I see in, even in the some lunch, oh, brother is on one table, sister one table. I say, for what? This is fellowship. Why you sit it's not in the chapel? Why you brother one side, sister one side? They're just so used to this, right? But that's why, and also in our church culture, right? 
very conservative, discourage brother and sister to talk more in some NYTS or, you know, sometimes very conservative. You were told by the coordinator, focus on the Bible, read Bible, right, pray, and don't think about too much. But actually, you're in the college, you're already working. You should know each other, get to know each other. So it's a youth coordinator, provide more activities for the youth of opposite sex to, to, to know each other in a very normal and open way. Normal and open way. Right? Encourage. Camp. Youth camp for a few days is a perfect thing. One day outing. Right? Or go to another country to visit TJC together. Organize those activities. Especially our Canadian churches are so far apart. Unless you have national activity or regional activity, so basically, you don't see each other. And you don't have a chance to see each other, then it's difficult to know each other. So, like Vancouver, oh, bring, bring a group down, down to Seattle. Oh, go bring to Calgary. Right? You trip three days, five days, rent, rent a few cars and go together. Go to Toronto, maybe. Oh, Toronto, you've come here. Drive here. Drive one week. <laughs> right? Road trip, go to all the churches. Right? Or fly to Calgary, rent a car, and then Edmonton, and then come to Vancouver, fly back one week. This kind of things, youth leaders have to plan. The more activity we plan together, the more we get to know the youth. And for the youth, local youth, I want to encourage you, if this you from outside come to, to visit. As a youth locally, we have to receive them, showing them around Vancouver, not for the sake of oh, dating. No, I don't want to see. Oh, this one I don't like. Okay, you go. Oh, this is beautiful. Everybody go there. No, no, no. It's not like this, right? Normal. Normal brother and sister. It's not thinking that, oh, you want to chase someone you don't want to bring. But normal friendship. Normal brother and sister relationship. It's a hospitality group together. And then when you show them around, when you have more talk, even though at the beginning it's not like a love at first sight, you know, love at first sight is very dangerous. Because you love that person because of the look only, right? because of the, the outward appearances. It's not because of the character. It's not because of the spirituality. It's just like the look. Everybody chasing someone who have, who have a good look, Right? But, but God sometimes works in a way. Well, while you have interaction normally, right, you find out that that person is quite interesting. Even though the look doesn't impress me, but that could be a good friend. Right? Develop into friendship. And then maybe normally develop into a deeper understanding. Yeah, it's not my style at the beginning, but you know what? God can, God can work it, God can click for you. Right? After a while. It's not love at first sight. Sometimes, of course, it's love at first sight. Both have the same feeling. But a lot of marriage in Christ is not love at first sight. It's love at many, many sides. <laughs> many, many sides, right? So, don't rely on your eyes. But we love pray. Pray that, mm, God, provide me a chance to get to know someone. Locally, or internationally, or nationally. No, those are very important. So, teacher, oh, all 
，要主动去安排跟植物会讲，去筹备一年一次。My Westwood coordinator, youth coordinator is at least once a year for the single youth, college youth, you know, go youth camp， 至少一次，啊，至少一次。Fellowship, get to know each other. In the future, actually nowadays, border also reopen. You know, USA there's NYF. And then IYF, NYTS, all this activity, go there more. Uh, so this is about dating, courtship, and marriage in Christ. And as a fellowship coordinator, this is what we can encourage, right? This is very, very precious. So I know there are some of the uh, youth coordinators. You already married. The majority of the youths are single. So I'd like to the the remaining like. 25 minutes. I would like to separate you between brother group and sister groups. For the brothers group, we have brother Will, brother Ken, brother Andrew, right, who are married in Christ. Family-wise, it's quite okay, too, right? Thank God. And then sister side, of sister Vanessa, sister Megan from Toronto, right? We also have uh, uh, Guo Lin, also got all others Mary and Ming Jin. Right, so I want to separate into two groups. Probably one upstairs, one downstairs. Talk about if anything, brother and sister, you want to ask about. Oh, you know how how do you know each other? How do you marry in Christ? What kind of challenges you face? What kind of challenges maintaining a marriage? I want to ask, especially ask the brother, ask the brother how to be a good husband, right? Because now, because you're single, right? You can only learn from your own fathers. Or mothers, but sometimes they are good examples. Sometimes they are not that good, right? We are all human, right? We understand. Ask those brothers, right?、Mm, how do you learn? What have you learned to be a good husband? What is the most difficult lesson, right? What do you think is is a good husband like? Because you want to prepare yourself for to be a good husband, right? Brothers, no. Sometimes we ask God to prepare a good wife for us, but you forget to ask God, help me to be prepared to be a good husband. When you prepare to be a good husband, God will prepare a matching wife for you. But if you are not prepared to be a good one, good spouse, then even a good spouse for you, you will not be ready. So, brothers, single brothers, you are preparing yourself actually to be a good husband in the future. And sister, you are preparing yourself to be a good wife. So, ask those sisters. Maybe they have some words of wisdom to share with you. So let's another twenty-five minutes. Let's go. I mean, the、uh, the the brothers can stay upstairs here, and the sister can go downstairs, right? And、uh, we have a quick discussion, and then we'll come back for the prayer. And online, if 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 you want to join, then okay, Megan will log on downstairs using the 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 breakout room or something, huh? Okay. So let's 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 go, brother. My brother Ken can lead them in 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 one group, and and, and sister Mingjin and Grace. Ah, you 带他们姐妹们哈聊一聊。